What's up, everybody? On this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports, we discuss basketball, we discuss NBA, we discuss WNBA, but we're really talking about the NBA and the playoffs and all that great stuff and the COVID situation going on in the NFL. And we talk more NBA. So make sure you tune in to this week's episode of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Guys Talking Sports. It's Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. We here, tons of sports to get, get in contact with and uh, discuss, but fellas, how was your week? Anything new jump up at you, or, you know, is everything just status quo? Uh, well, on my end, I'm officially getting back into the swing of things with the gym. So back in the lab, getting myself back right. The um the home, the home lockup workouts just wasn't quite doing it. So glad to be back in the gym. Social distancing, everything is safe, sanitized. They going overboard <laughs> a little bit, but I guess more overboard is better than to not do anything. So a little tired, muscles getting a little sore, but I'll be back straightened out in a few a few more weeks. I'm going to need for you to share that routine real quick, you know what I'm saying, when you get out the tip. <laughs> to be honest, I'm doing the same thing, <laughs> um, but I'm doing it at home. Um, but I do have to get – I just started getting back on my routine. So um, right now I'm just trying to stay committed to it. Um, I'm actually doing a lot of stuff right now. Um, it's not just that, just cutting back on a lot of things that I shouldn't be eating. So just trying to stay healthy and just try to enjoy what's up for 2020. Or more wine, less beer. <laughs> there you go. I mean, I, even though I don't drink, but yeah, I, more water for me and tea. Um, yes, <laughs> you drink a, the occasional grape juice. You drink, you know, saying just uh... <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, like uh, <laughs> anyway, he's not, he's not drinkers like us, eh? So that's it. <laughs> So you say, you know, your man's fifth, was it man shivets? <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. It's strictly water and tea right now. Strictly water yes. and tea. And that's all good. Keep yourself well hydrated and all flushed out. Yeah, exactly. All right. all right, fellas. So I can admit it. And I can sit here and take a dose of some humble pie when we're talking about this here NBA Finals. You know, I can't say that the Heat will win in six because obviously it just isn't possible. But I got to give props where props were due. The Lakers are playing like their life depended on it and they want this chip. And it doesn't help that the Heat lost uh, their point guard and they lost Bam for a couple of games and then Bam came back. And even though that was great, they still lost game four and uh, find themselves in the 3-1 hole. Uh, I don't see Gorgic. Rogic. Dragic. Yeah, Dragic. Don't see him coming back this series, unfortunately. Um, but he might surprise us to come back game five. But even if he does come back, I don't think it'll be enough. Unfortunately, I sit here and humbly eat that pie and say that LA will probably close this out game five come tomorrow night or Saturday night. I'm not hundred percent. Friday night. Friday night. Mm -hmm. And uh, take care of business. But I got to give props to the Heat. You know, they didn't sit there and they didn't, they fought valiantly. You know, they tried, they tried their best. Jimmy Butler came out in game three and gave a, you know, just a, a beautiful performance. And unfortunately, I just don't know if Jim, Jimmy Butler has that, that it gene. I'm not saying he doesn't have the it gene, because obviously if he needs to do it, he can do it. I just don't know if he's capable of being that dude every night leading forward. I mean, he tried. I mean, in the beginning of the game yesterday, he – was putting up some big numbers, but then he's just started missing shots. Maybe he's just a little tired. You know, it's, it's a heavy burden to try to take the team on your shoulders and be that dude, but the great ones always find a way. And I'm not saying that he's not great because he's proven that he could take 
a team full of decent players and lead them to a championship. But I don't know if he's – I think this will give him that that medal maybe going next next going forward next season that he could be that dude to carry a team like that all the way through to a championship. So with that being said, what are you guys' takes? I know you both picked the Lakers to win. Any takeaways from what you've seen so far? Right out. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I was rooting for the, the Heat to win. Um, and I'm gonna say this. I, I'm the only reason why I'm saying this is because of how this unfolded. Um, I really believe that the Heat would have gave him a run if Bam and Goran Dragic wasn't injured. Um, bottom line it would have been much more of a competitive series than what it is right now. Now, with saying that, I knew that Jimmy Butler was going to give them at least one game where he's going to show and prove. Um, unfortunately, he's doing it with, with a, uh, not saying a cast of, of uh, but they're not veteran players. They're still like first year, second year stars that are on the team with the exception of Goran Dragic and um, possibly Bam. At this stage, but the point of, that I'm making is, is that even with Andre Gadala, even with some of the other pieces that there, um, it's just not enough um, to deal with both LeBron and AD. More so, AD. Um, AD has been carrying this series at this stage. I think AD is, to be honest, when the Lakers win the series, I'll say if the Lakers win this series, because I'm not going to count everybody out just yet, but if the Lakers win this series, AD should win the MVP for that because I think that if it wasn't for him, I think that it would have been a much more closer series than what it is right now. So right now, no one can stop AD from the Miami Heat. Um, they really miss Bam. I was very interested to see what he can do with, um, with um, against AD throughout the whole series. Uh, so with that being said, um, I'm not taking nothing away from the Heat. I just think that the Lakers just had an opportunity. This was a perfect scenario for them to win the chip and rightfully so. Now, with that being said, um, it still doesn't dismiss the fact of where the Lakers are or where LeBron is. And to be honest, I'm not even going to talk about LeBron being the best if he wins this chip because that's irrelevant for me. At this stage, it's just the Lakers and Hole doing what they're supposed to do. LeBron is going to be four and six. That doesn't change a thing, in my opinion, in regards to who's the best, who's the greatest at this stage. Everybody's going to have their own opinions of who's the best, who's the greatest. And quite frankly, this doesn't change, or it may change some opinions, but it's not going to change majority of opinions. People who already had their mindset that LeBron is the greatest is going to continue to say LeBron is the greatest. People who don't say that LeBron is the, the greatest is going to continue to saying that LeBron is not the greatest. It's just not going to change. So People got to understand that this is just another stepping stone for LeBron once, if he wins the chip. Um, and it, it doesn't change any theories because people are going to say the same no matter what. And people need to understand that. There's not going to be a change. You're not going to convince people that he is or isn't the greatest at this stage. They already made up their minds and it's already settled. So at the end of the day, this is just another championship run that is that the Lakers is just putting through and to be honest, I would, you know, once they or if they win it, you know, AD, kudos to AD for getting a chip. Kudos to Dwight Howard for getting a chip. All those people that didn't get a chip before, kudos to them. But in actuality, this doesn't change anything at this stage. This is still an NBA season that's just on the cusp of ending and moving on to the next one. That's how I see it right now. Uh, yeah. Um, hey, you don't have to, have to eat humble pie. I mean, um, most people kind of recognized that Miami Heat was a really good team. Um, but maybe when you stack them up against the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers still had a little more firepower in between, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the collection of other players that they have. Um, but, yeah, it takes a little bit away because you had Drogen go out and you had Bam go out in the first game, even though they were getting blown in that first game. Um, but like I agree with Al, I think they might have been able to kind of get their footing and it might have been a bit more competitive series. Maybe not 3-1 at this point. Maybe 
what um two two maybe um in the very least but um i would say you got to put some respect on uh, jimmy butler's name um and you got to give him some respect the same way that you gave lebron james some respect when they say he dragged that cleveland cavaliers team when it was just him and the collection of the players got all the way to the nba finals only to match up with you know the go to state warriors and got ran out the building or his very first you know championship run when he dragged that squad with not that many talented people there um they got them all the way to the finals i think they got beat by who was it the um san antonio spurs their first go around so i want to hear more people put respect on jimmy butler's name and put them in those rare air of what lebron james has done and he's doing the exact same thing and it's coming up against the exact same circumstances so i mean the way this bubble is going who knows I don't think they have enough firepower. I think if Jimmy Butler had a like another superstar, not so much Dragon or Bam, but another player that can kind of help and take over and not allow the Los Angeles Lakers to focus so much on Jimmy Butler right now, then I think I will probably give him, you know, a shot. But as of right now, I mean, they're playing their butts off. They're playing hard. The Los Angeles Lakers, they're doing what they're – what they're supposed to do. Um, you can't fault who plays in front of you. You can't fault who's in your bracket, who loses or who wins. They're just playing. They're doing what they're supposed to do. Nothing more, nothing less. They haven't done anything really special this play this um, playoff run. They haven't done anything spectacular this playoff run. They've just been very steady, very consistent, and they're always consistent that they always take off a game here and there in the series. And the game that the Miami Heat won, Let's just call it fact. Fact. I think they just took that game off, or they just they looked like they can just walk in and then just handle business and realize, oh no, we got to play. But I agree with you, Al. Um, I think without AD on the squad, I don't know if the LeBron James with that squad could beat up the Miami Heat if they had everybody healthy. If eight, you flip it, you take LeBron James off and you put AD, I think they could still win with AD and everybody else without LeBron. So in my opinion, what I've seen so far in some of the games, I would give it to AD, but LeBron will get his fourth one and they'll give it to him. They'll go down to the stats and, the, you know, all the stuff that he does. But it's not – LeBron is not really bringing this one home. It's AD and everybody else. Um, LeBron James picks and chooses. I mean, the first half of yesterday's game, he didn't do much. Then the second half, he kind of came in. But, I mean, the the backups and AD kind of kept them in there. Um, everybody raving about the the defensive um, game plan that AD had on Jimmy Butler. He ain't going to do that for another game because that was a good game. But I don't think they want to have AD on Jimmy Butler for two games straight because eventually – He's going to get him in foul trouble if he's smart enough. But I don't. But I think a Butler was trying to do way too much in the beginning, and it kind of didn't. The flow was off. But um, I don't know. I'm hoping that at least Miami gets another game in to make the series competitive to make you know the Lakers work for it. Because <laughs> I hate to see everybody on TV today just basically saying Game Five is just going to be a coronation. And the Miami Heat are just an afterthought. That drives me insane. I mean, everybody's already got their, you know, on their soapboxes saying that this only is going to confirm that LeBron James is the GOAT. I'm not going to get in that conversation. Like you said, Al, the man's resume is not done yet. When it's done, then you can compare stats with everybody else. But until that time, everything else says they say in court, immaterial. So to me, the Lakers haven't really been impressed. They're just doing what they're doing. Nothing more, nothing less. I'm going to tell you this. Magic said Jordan's the GOAT. Jordan's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> and, and, and again, that's a, like when you – and the, the, the bottom line is that people have to understand. Again, you don't, you're not going to convince people otherwise. You're not going to bring them to whatever side that you want. 
if you feel as though LeBron is the greatest, then that's your belief. But you're not going to stop trying to broadcast it out there like you're right and everybody's wrong. That is not the case. Everybody has their own choice. Everybody has their own opinion. Quite frankly, people don't even compare Jordan or LeBron. Some people say Bill Russell is because of the 11 championships that he has. So you cannot convince anybody else that LeBron is the greatest, especially with the record he has, especially with the, the record he has in the finals. So you're going to have to understand he may be the greatest player in your eyes, but he's not the greatest player in everybody else's eyes. And everybody has to come into an agreement of that. And speak and I'm piggyback on what you said about Miami. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Do not be surprised if some of the fans, I mean fans, some of the stars, NBA stars look at Miami as a destination free agency. Because with what Jimmy Butler's done to bring them to this, it's gonna take another superstar. And if some superstar is gonna consider going to the Miami Heat just because of what just happened. So can you imagine another superstar with Jimmy Bucket, I mean, with Jimmy Buckets and the rest of that cast with Bam back fully healthy, with Gordon Dragic fully healthy if they don't trade him? But can you imagine another superstar being added to the mix? It's going to be a dangerous mix for Miami. Miami is looking good down the road for things to come. The best is yet to come for Miami. And that's that's after the LeBron James, the Wayne A., Chris Bosh era. So think about that. Eric Spolza and Pat Riley did a great job putting this cast together. But what superstar, what, okay, so what level of a superstar are we talking about? Are we talking about the top tier superstar coming because they have to recognize that this is Jimmy Butler's spot? Or are we talking about like an alpha male superstar that's going to come in there and try to supersede and take over to be the, the lead dog over Jimmy, Jimmy Butler? Well, let's get something straight right now. If a superstar comes in, Jimmy Butler is still on the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler is the alpha dog. Nobody else can change that. Sorry. <laughs> this just proved, if anything, this just proved that case. Bottom line. So if you're going to be with the Miami Heat and you're trying to get into, reach that level, you got to be on par and knowing that Jimmy Butler, you're not on, you're not above Jimmy Butler, period. You gotta be at a point where you're gonna be humble enough to say I'm playing alongside Jimmy Buck. And best believe you better be working hard at your craft. He is not gonna want no softies trying to be a superstar and that's soft and doing with the hard work and the effort. So if you come into Miami, you better come with, with that dog mentality, like that dog fight mentality. Because if you don't, it is not going to last in Miami. Yeah, and I think there's very few players out there that yeah. could go down there and do that. Um I mean, I can see like a Russell Westbrook going down there. You know, he'll. Mm, nah, he's no, he's I'm I thinking can't. in the I'm terms of hustle. I'm, I'm talking from a hustle that someone I can, you know, that's going to bring it every night. That kind of intensity oh, that Jimmy okay. Butler brings. Yeah. yeah, Alpha. No, they're too. Yeah, they. That's a clash. But someone in, in that kind of mindset could, I think, he, can come down there. The only one I can think of is Giannis. But he's not a free agent. True. He is not a free agent, but yeah. he is not beholden to stay there. That's true, too. And is either – he said he's going to resign, but I don't believe that. I mean, it depends on what happens next year. He can come in there and tell, you know, Milwaukee Bucks, hey, I ain't going to resign, so you might as well trade me now. And these are some lists of destinations. And I'm pretty sure if he goes to Pat Riley, now they're going to have to give up to get. The question is, who would they have to give up to get him? They're going to have to give up. They're, they're going to have to give up their shooters. I'm thinking they're going to have to give up at least one of them. Either Tyler or Bam is going to be on the asking. Or Duncan. Or, or Duncan. You know, Duncan, Duncan is, uh, is, a, is a marksman. Yeah. Man, you still got them too, huh? Yeah, I'm looking at the, the free agency, the uh, free agents in the 2020. I don't see any stars. Um, or Miami can always say, well, we ain't going to do anything. We'll let him play out this last year. He can just walk. True. True. But I mean, does he want to play with Mr. Jimmy Buckets? See, my, and that's, like, the that's the question. And like you said, Al, it's more so. You have to come in. You don't have to come to Miami, checking your ego, and knowing that you're going to come into a system that shares the ball 
And that if you're sitting there averaging somewhere in the high 20s or 30s, that your game may sacrifice coming down to the low 20s, to the high teens, to ensure that your team is going to win. But know that if we need you to make that big shot in the fourth, you know, saying that you're still there to be that dude. Unless you're somebody of higher caliber that comes with a lot of credentials that can sit there and Jimmy and Jimmy Butler will will not always defer, but you know, might be able to share some of the spotlight. There's only one person out there that I can think could pull that off, but he's a year away from even re- thinking about that. My Debbie. KD. <laughs> Yeah, so he's gonna say one year with Kyrie and say say deuces. Katie ain't even Brooklyn. <laughs> Do not be surprised. Katie is not Probably, even. I'm gonna he, tell you right now. He is. He will not. He's not leaving this upcoming season. But anything after that, because he'll be two years in to when he can see, he can re up for a longer term contract. Katie is not leaving Brooklyn. He don't want to. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Katie is not leaving Brooklyn. Um, I, I, I just, Katie is. I, I, I'm not. Remember, I'm not putting. It, I'm putting the atmosphere. Katie is not leaving Brooklyn. Bottom line, we're moving past this. He is hold not on. leaving Brooklyn. Hold on. Right? hold on. Hold on. This may seem kind of crazy. Jimmy's uh, a three, right? No, Jimmy's a two. Technically, he's a two. But could he play three? At times, but he's more. He's more too. There's one person that could sit there and say that might be a potential, but it's 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 very far fetched. And this may seem crazy. He's a star, but he's not recognized as a star because he didn't even make the All Star team, <laughs> and he didn't even make the yeah he didn't make the All Star team. Bradley Bill. He could run that type of offense where they're doing a lot of running across, setting screens, coming off screens, pull up Jays. He's just a more talented hero or Duncan. Nah, to be honest with you, I mean, I get it. But then you're taking the ball away from Tyler Hero. You're taking the ball away from Duncan um, Robinson. You're going to need those shooters out there. Um, unless unless you're willing to give up one or two. Because yeah, you have to give up one. Because then it don't work. You know, probably, and I, I'm sure if, if if that were to happen, would the Wizards would want Tyler Hero? Anybody would. The question is, will Jimmy want to give up Tyler Hero? That's what I mean. That's where, like, this is a superstar league. If the if the superstars want somebody or want to keep somebody, they will make sure they keep somebody or will trade or give away somebody. My mind. I think Tyler Hero's done enough. Proving that Jimmy Butler likes him to the point where he would want him to stay. I agree, but then when you get the opportunity to get an All Star Bradley Bill, I think they're looking at the wrong. I think that that's the wrong position. To be honest, I really believe that they need a power forward. I mean, they have Bam playing center, so I think they need a a superstar power forward. And if, if 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 really if I'm if I'm the Lakers with King James and when you go into year 18 or 19, which I think a year, he's probably going to play to 20 years. But if I'm LeBron James, the one, hey, you're hoping that, you know, KD doesn't come back 100% from the Achilles, you know, tear. Two, you're hoping that the whole thing in the Nets, you're hoping that the whole thing in the Nets just doesn't work. And three, you're hoping that KD does not go to Miami. Well, shit, you got to hope that Brooklyn can get past Miami. How about that? <laughs> I think if all things being considered, if um, Steve Nash can get them boys running, I think they can. And to be honest with you. And that's a big if. And, and to be honest with you. I think if, I think. And who's the, who was the point guard that was running for Miami? I guess that was starting for Miami, but once he got in the bubble, uh, Dragic kind of stepped up and became the Dragic of old. Kendrick Dunn. Yes. Hey, what? How many years is he in the league now? He just, this is his rookie or his first year or second year? One of the two. I think it's his rookie. So, in other words, that team is young as hell. <laughs> Without question. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. Talk, but then I'm saying on the flip side, you have uh, 
you have two all-stars in KD and you have an all-star Kyrie. Both have been prone to be a little bit injury prone here in the last couple of years. Uh, I I think I think all roads lead through Miami, Milwaukee, then then Brooklyn. If you're talking about next year. Well, first first things first, we gotta understand that this is gonna be I mean, once this finals is up, free agency and the draft is coming back up. So there's going to be some pieces, new pieces, um, no matter what. If Miami stays pat, Milwaukee definitely needs some changes. Yes. They definitely need changes before they, I can even consider them back in the running, um, especially at that bench. So it, it all depends on what they do in free agency. When they, you know, once free agency kicks in and people start signing, you know, players start being signed, then we'll get a better understanding of which teams is going to be where. But I have to agree, as long as KD and Kyrie is in the mix together and haven't played yet, we don't know exactly. Brooklyn is unknown at this stage. Miami right now, if they keep pat with the people that they have and add maybe a couple of one or two pieces there, they have the opportunity to get back into the finals again next year. But Milwaukee definitely has to do something, as well as Boston. Philadelphia make, has to make some changes, even though they got Doc as a coach now. They still got to make some changes. They're not in that. They're not in that same realm either. I, I'll make a prediction. I will say, whenever the season starts, by the end of next season, I make a prediction. One of those two stars might not be with the Sixers. Oh. Not so much traded before the season, but traded midseason. Midseason, because Doc is going to want to get in there and see how he can make it work. And if it ain't looking like it's working, I don't think it can. Not the way that they both play, or at least let me phrase that, not the way that um, Ben Simmons is currently playing. It, it doesn't work. That's what I, I say this before, and I say this again. The absence of JJ Redick and their shooting is going to be their Achilles heel, no matter what. If they don't have the right shooters behind them, can you imagine it? If they have, if Ben Simmons and Philadelphia with Joel and B had like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, Ooh. so but if, they, but if they had the right offensive uh, offensive playset to to utilize them. But now, or, if, you bring, if you bring in Doc, he'll he'll fix that with the quick. Or better yet, could you imagine the Sixers still had Jimmy Butler in a uh, JJ Redick? That would have been that would have been more of a championship quali- caliber team. They would have made it. They that team would have been in the finals. They could have yeah. beat the Lakers. Yes. They would have beat the Lakers without question. Yes. Even without, without the even without Ben Simmons' inability to shoot a a J. <laughs> don't need him to. Nah, don't no. Need him. He could guard LeBron for you know the entire series. Mm-hmm. A LeBron Ben Simmons matchup would I will will I wouldn't say it will it will quote unquote cancel each other out. And you would have um, you would have had Embiid and Anthony Davis that could have quote unquote like you say cancel them out. The only outlier would have been Jimmy Buckets and JJ Reddick. And they would have still had Tobias Harris. Like that would have been ideal. The fact that they didn't resign JJ Reddick was the the end all be all, and then not doing. I mean, not keeping Jimmy Butler. I don't think Jimmy Butler wanted to stay. <laughs> well, he didn't actually, but because he left on his own terms. But my point is, is that that should have been a conversation that needed to have. That's on poor GM management for them not trying to con- figure it out. I think once JJ le- Reddick left. Jimmy already knew what the outcome was going to be. Why did why did Reddick leave? They didn't resign him, I think. They didn't resign him. I wonder uh, if Milwaukee will go back and try to get Bledsoe. I don't know if they will. Yeah, to be honest. I, I, it's a He's lot. not a free agent, so they'll have to give up to get him back, and they ain't uh, I don't know what they were, or what they're willing to do in that case. They'll probably try to find somebody else. Yeah, but um, I'm sorry, but getting back to this, like with the Lakers, their opportunity was now anyway. Bottom line, the opportunity was now with the West coming back. 
reloaded. Golden State's going to be back up in the mix. So, and with everything that's going to happen with these free agency, the free agency and the upcoming draft, there's going to be some changes. Like, this was the Lakers' moment to do what they needed to do. And now, they're the very- is, they, now their their window of opportunity is slim. So they're a, they're an old team too. Yeah, without question. So even though that uh, they're gonna, Lakers. Huh? Yeah, the Lakers. But how, well, Anthony Davis is only what 27, 28? But you still have LeBron James in year seventeen. You have Ronda and Rajo that's old. You have um, Dwight Howard that's old. Javale McGee that's getting up there in age. You have um, um, Green. Um, mm-hmm. Um, who else? Um, you got Waiters, you got J.R. Smith. Mm-hmm. J.R. Smith don't even count. He just there. That is a that is an old team that was put because of LeBron for LeBron. And like you said, Al, it was now or never. They got there now. Next year, never. They're they're going to, of course, probably swap some pieces. But you know, it's. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a younger side of Western Conference, and those guys are hungry coming back, and it's only going to be – it's going to get tougher. <laughs> Without question. Without question. And, like, again, the free agency and the draft is going to be very important, especially for next year, because it's going to determine if these same teams are going to make it back to the playoffs. Let me ask you this, because this is this interesting NBA fodder. What is one – what is what is one player that the Lakers need to lose, and what is one position that they need to gain in order to try to keep themselves on a stranglehold on top of the uh, of the West? One position that they need to lose. One player. One player that they need to lose. They, any player they could lose, but there's one position that they need to show up to say that we can still say that we're one of the top teams in the West because now you have to contend with some of these young guns and some of these younger teams and and Golden State. Um, um, See, here's the the dilemma with that because the person I was going to name, they need to keep them for the build of the future. And um, that person that I was thinking about was Kyle Kuzma because he has been, I mean, he's been virtually, I'm not going to say non-existent, but he hasn't been the Kyle Kuzma of old. And rightfully so, people need to understand that Kyle Kuzma is not going to be the same Kyle Kuzma when you have he both kind of LeBron. Kind of his sentence, so, <laughs> okay. so he'll, he'll come back to us when he does. Um, okay. You want to follow up on that? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I will probably say the point guard position because um, the one point guard didn't come. Um, Deion Waiters, who knows what they'll happen with them. Rondon Rajo got hurt when he first got down there. Um, So thankfully he came back and he's been balling out. If he was hurt long term and they didn't have a solid point guard position, then you would have nobody in there to effectively run that offense when LeBron James is out in the court, or when you want to kind of switch up and give LeBron James a little breather off the um, off the um, off the ball. I mean, it's not enough to be said about Rondo and the way that he runs that offense to get people in set, and it also helps that him and Anthony Davis played back when they were in Memphis, so he already had that. Um, um, they already had that connection. So um, I would think they would probably want to go slightly younger and probably definitely sure of that, that the point guard spot. But you didn't mention who you would drop. I mean, I mean <laughs> outside of not dropping LeBron James, Anthony Davis, or Kyle Kuzma, take your pick. <laughs> Okay. Outside of those three, I think everybody else is expendable. Okay. And now you were saying that Kuzma and then you're like. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> my network connectivity over here. But I um, I was saying Kuzma um, would be the one. I mean, I, I would think that Kuzma would be that person. But I think that because of the fact that LeBron and AD is there, that's why. Kuzma took a step back. 
So once LeBron goes, um, and you know, I think Kuzma will immediately come in and, and fill that role where he was back to what he was last year. Um, but I think that the one position, to be honest, that they're really going to end up having to, to work on or to upgrade would be, I know that Smooth said the point guard, which is true. Um, I think the small, I think the, the shooting guard, I think Danny Green is serviceable for now. Um, but to be honest, everybody else can be gone as well. Um, but I think the one position would be at center. I think that Dwight Howard and JaVel McGree at this point is up of age. They need someone a little bit younger in size um, that will, in turn, can run with the Lakers' offense. Um, Dwight Howard and JaVel McGee are not quick enough because they're getting up there in age. Um, so I think that having a younger center would definitely be benef benefit to them. Um, unless they're going to continue to put AD at center, which he doesn't like to do anyway. So I think they need to upgrade at center. So getting rid of either Dwight Howard or JaVel McGee um, to upgrade a younger center would be ideal for them. I, personally, I agree with both of you. Um, Actually, I I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The one person I would get rid of before Dwight Howard and JaVel McGree, to be honest, would be Jared Dudley. But he's still on the roster. Know. He's about to say, he on the roster? I ain't even seen that fool. No, he's at the far end of the roster. Because him and um him and J.R. Smith. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be, like I said, like, like I said, this was the opportunity for them to get their ring. Um, when you think about it. J.R. I mean, um, Jared Dudley, Dwight Howard, JaVel already got his. So those that Anthony Davis, those that didn't get their ring, this is their opportunity. Mm. That's how I see it. Anything else at this stage is just, you know, because of the bubble and everything. This is part of the course because, I mean, with LeBron James' teams outside of when he was with Miami, there's always some major overhaul and retooling over the offseason. You bring in people to kind of get them where they need to go, and then they're going to be gone. I, to me, I agree with you. Center is – they need to address, but center is something that you can probably not have to seriously worry about. Um, is you can you can get rid of um, you'll probably get rid of um, Dwight Howard and Javale McKee by the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I really don't see. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And and last question on the NBA before we move on. Let's just say let's just assume that the Lakers take care of business either Game Five, Game Six move forward, fast forwarding to the next season. Roughly, we kind of we, we kind of have a good idea who the top four teams would be in the East. But if you had to sit there and categorize your top four teams in the West, knowing what you know now, what you knowing what you believe could possibly happen, knowing everything that's taking place to this point, how would you rate your top four teams? Who would your top four teams be? About end of, you're talking about end of the season or beginning of next season? For next season. Hard to tell because you don't know who's going to be where. At this well, no, no, no. We're just talking about what we know as of right now. Oh, no. Just from the eye test, from what you've seen from the bubble, the playoffs, everything that you've seen, not knowing what moves are going to be taken next. If you had to guess your top four, who would it be? And that's including Doc leaving the Clippers and all that good stuff. Yep. All right, so I'm going to do this. Um, I'm going to say, because I have a feeling, the, the Clippers are not going to be the same Clippers as they were. So they're going to drop down a, a, a couple of notches, actually. So I'm, I'm going to keep the Lakers up there pending um, of – who they bring in and who they let go. So I'm going to keep the Lakers up there. I have a, I have a feeling that Denver is going to be up there again. Um, I'm going to say I have a feeling that also that the Warriors are going to make some moves for a big man. If they don't, they better get James Wiseman from right. in the draft. So right. if they get James Wiseman or a trade to get a top um, front court help, then they will be right back in the top four. Um, outside of that, everything else is a crapshoot because I really believe that Phoenix is going to make a run. I just don't know where yet. 
Um, and I, I think Houston is going to take a step back. So I have the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Warriors, and it's a toss-up for me between Utah, uh, Utah, Phoenix, and maybe the Clippers. I may get the Clippers in depending on who they bring in as their head coach and who they bring in um, outside of help. So those are my four. Mm-hmm. This is all pending, though. Right, right, right. I'll make it easy on easy on you. You take the four teams from the you know that were in the you know the East and Western Conference Finals. I mean, Lakers, Denver, Boston, Miami. If I had to look at it right now, because those are the last four teams standing. No, so just in the West, just the West, not off, not East and West. Oh, just the, the the West. Yes, yes. The East is a little more. East is just a little easier to sit there and say. There's four dominant teams in the in the East, and everybody else is just whatever. Are you sure about that? Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami. Okay, so there's six. Go ahead. But we know the six. You know who the six is. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the West. I have to probably say. L.A., Denver, Clippers, and maybe Houston. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So neither one of you picked Portland. Interesting. Um, I, the only reason why I didn't pick Portland, Portland is because we've been down that road with them. They're not a top four team. They haven't been in their top four teams, you know, when you have so many other, I'm not saying that they're not, you know, they're not making the playoffs or anything like that. I was just right. saying that right now they're not at that top tier where you could put, you could honestly say like the Lakers, Clippers, Portland is not the last, the, the next team that comes to mind. You have Denver, you have Utah, you have so many other teams that are in the running before you get to Portland. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not, if they make changes to upgrade, then by all account purposes, yes, it makes sense. But as of right now, I just don't see them being a top 14. I agree with you. I, I'd have to say Lakers, Utah, Denver, Phoenix. Phoenix in that in the bubble played like you're playing like a team possessed. Like this wasn't the same Phoenix team that was playing during the regular season. And I think they're going to build on a momentum and really come out and show some people. I'm more curious to find out when and where they're going to play. Because let's be honest, the NBA season is going to start again in another couple of weeks. I mean, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And are they going to be back at their locations or are they going to continue being in the bubble? Like, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do at this stage with the short turnaround. Nobody knows knows nothing, which means I don't think it's going to be the bubble. It's just too many teams to have for that amount of time sequestered in Florida. I mean, you had, what, two and a half going on three months as opposed to uh, a... Yeah, as opposed to several months. That's not going to happen. I agree. I agree. All right. We've really touched some some basketball, so I know it's getting kind of late, and I do want to touch on the NFL. Not so much on the games, but it seems to be a Coronas... It's Coronas. (laughs) Coronas. <laughs> Am I thinking about beer? <laughs> Seems as though there might be a Corona issue uh, rearing this ugly head in the NFL now. Uh, obviously, the Titans had their little outbreak, and they had to shut down the facilities. And it looks now that they erupted again and had another ten uh, that's been identified because them because they, they just had to get together and practice at a at a high school gym and be amongst each other and they got themselves affected all over again. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just came out today. Mm-hmm. They, the NFL investigated and the Titans had a secret practice where a bunch of them uh, <laughs> the high school and uh, they got sick. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> uh, I was about to say dumb, you know. Oh, that's oh, yeah. yeah. a lot of adjectives. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. But then, you know, obviously, the, the, some of the bigger stars, uh, for example, Stephen Gilmore uh, just got, uh, was this uh, tested positive. And then, of course, after the New England Kansas City game, Gilmore and uh, 
And Patrick Mahomes was there hugging up and having a conversation face-to-face with no protection and no mask on and everything going on. So now uh, Kansas City is all scared and nervous because they don't know if Patrick has possibly been exposed to the, to the virus. And uh, obviously we know about Cam and uh, a couple of other isolated players here and there amongst some other teams. And the funny thing about this whole thing today on uh, the show with Keyshawn, uh, Jay Will, and the other dude, their little morning talk show, they were talking about how come NFL teams don't institute sort of like their own isolated team bubble, sort of like what we discussed a few weeks back, saying that why don't owners sit there and uh, rent out hotels for their teams and keep them isolated, bust them from practice to the, to the hotel and blah, 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 blah. And that kind of picked up steam today during all the talk shows on sports radio. So I guess my question would be, do you think NFL owners now will sit there and spend the money to ensure that the product will go on? Or do you think they'll just keep, keep going with the status quo and just use the excuse of rescheduling games to ensure that the 16-game season will take place within the regular season time frame? I don't they're gonna they're gonna do what the what major league baseball has done. And the major league baseball has not really done any wholesale changes. They just push through. I mean, they just took teams off the schedule and say we'll do your games, you know, later on down the road. And they still made to the they're still in the playoffs right now playing, um, surprisingly. So my guess is is that as of right now, they're probably going to do that. Maybe the teams themselves might institute a bit more stricter protocol as far as a bubble is concerned. Um, but I think football has just kind of watched baseball and see what they've done and see how they were able to get through and get to their playoffs. They're going to probably do that. You have cases here and there. You try to isolate the teams. Luckily for the NFL, you're not playing every other day or every day. So if someone gets affected on Monday or comes test positive on Monday, you can try to isolate as much as best possible and not have to worry about a game until Sunday, maybe pushing it to Monday, maybe pushing it to Tuesday. But then what happens is, is that if you're scheduled to play a game on Thursday, it gets tricky. So then you have to flip schedule. Or if you then doesn't give teams ample time to prepare, um, so then you start saying we're going to play games ladder on down the road you start flip-flopping what they were doing now is flip-flopping people's bye weeks um and they'll probably pack more time at the end of the at the end of the season where the playoffs might start you know a specific time frame what is it usually like in the December yeah second, first or second week of January something like that something like that yeah you might get players that might not start until mid to late January um, which the Super Bowl might not be in played until end of February, depending on how they do it. They're going to get their games in um, come hella high water. Um, even if they have to try to constrain things a little bit, um, but the problem with just sequestering people's up in team hotels, it's just a lot of time. I mean, how long are you going to keep them in there for four or five months? Everybody has families. I mean, you saw how bad the NBA players were squawking. They were down for two months. Yep. Um, so... And that and that wasn't even everybody. Right, true. Fair enough. No, no, I completely agree. Um, it's just a matter. I think I, they're they're completely following that model with the MLB. So as of right now, they're just taking it one step at a time. And as long as they continue doing that, and it seems as though that even with the last week of um, the games being postponed because of the COVID virus. Um, it seems like it's still working where it's beneficial to their favor. So they're doing it. They're moving it around. They're they're basically going to continue doing what they're doing. And I don't see it being no stoppage going forward. I think that it's just going to be a little bit of hiccups, a little bit of delays here and there. Uh, but it's not going to – the playoffs is not going to be official until all the games are played, no matter what. So at this point, um, it's – not as bad as it was going to portray to be, um, but they're still taking it step by step and being very cautious about it, which is, I mean, and they're actually penalizing the players of doing the things that they're doing as well. So 
I mean, they, they're penalizing coaches who don't wear masks. So they're trying their best. Um, so one step at a time for them. And as long as players, I mean, the fans is going to continue to watch no matter what. There's going to be fans that are still going to be on the stands, even though it's that less of the capacity that they would like it to be. But the game is still being played, and that's where it is right now. So they're happy. As long as it continues like this, I think they'll be happy and everybody will be happy. So here's my, my one gripe. I mean, the way they've said everything, you have, as a player, um, you have a level of expectation that when I come out on the field on Sunday, that that other team has been tested and that they're all negative before they set foot on that field. You got to start testing players before they step foot on that field. And if they're positive, you got to isolate them and contact trace. It shouldn't be a case where, you know, um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, has to be worried about, you know, someone testing positive the day after a game or something like that. I'm like, no, you should have been negative tested before you step foot on that, you know, the field. If you tested positive, you shouldn't be playing or we shouldn't play that game. So uh, as in, as Devon playing and Al's on the other team, I'm expecting him to be negative, not positive when we play. So if we're going to hug up and dap and play, I don't want to have to worry about that. I shouldn't have to worry about that if they're doing their jobs right. See, that's that's the hang-up. You can't do that game day. Because if you try to do that game day and you come to find out your 53-man roster, you only got 39 players that are eligible to play, you can't play the game. Mm -hmm. The owners are going to lose money. Hey. Now, they're not Because at this point, it's more of a forfeit than a postponement. <laughs> Because it's game day, you know, it's the day before you can postpone. Well, they got to be there, they better be tested up until Saturday night. <laughs> I agree with you, but then that's why I think NFL owners just got for just one season, you know, they just gonna have to suck up. I understand the bottom line is a business, and I understand it's all about getting as much money as you can, but for the safetyness of your players or the or, or of your uh, your employees, if you want to look at it from a business standpoint, then you got to do what you need to do. And that means if the NBA and their owners had to sit there and cough up money to have their players play in the bubble, then the least is you, you could do, you could work out some sort of a negotiation with a hotel or two to keep your team in these hotels. Because the way these hotels are making money, you can undercut their ass in a heartbeat. And them hotels will still take that, they take that cheddar because it's better to get something as opposed to nothing at all. That is but, here, but here's the greatest risk. Then, and I think this is why they didn't do it, because you saw with the NBA, we're like, we're going to have everybody in the bubble. And then you start seeing players all like, well, I ain't going because they don't want to be with their families, you know, that far. Bring or people friends. or people leaving and coming back. Then that comes a bigger problem because now you're going to have families in there. You're going to have kids. They're going to have to go to school. There's a lot more into it. And you'll probably get a lot more players that are going to be like, well, then I'm not going to go. And they're still paying players that didn't go that, you know, that opted out this season. Maybe not their full salary. Some players are still getting paid. I think they were worried about if you institute a bubble, however they would try to make it work, that you get a lot more players opting out instead of opting in. Hmm. I would think on the, on the flip side that the players would want this particular scenario where the NFL teams would allow their families to come visit on a, unlike, well, I like the NBA where they have to quarantine for two weeks and blah, blah, blah. I like that. I like that whole model that they have going on. But like you said, this is a lot more of a unique case. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. It's real difficult to sit there and say how they could go about doing these things. But I guess the bottom line is the players just got to be a little bit more cognizant. You know, I understand y'all might be single. I understand that y'all might have, you know, outside lives amongst football, but you guys just can't be out there gallivanting, carrying it on and think just because, you know, Cam wanted to go out there to his little shop where he gets his hats and thinks everything is cool and then come to find out, you know, he got affected because he went to go visit his boys to buy one of his unique signature hats. Did you guys see that episode, mind you, or the story that he went to to get no. his hat? Mm -mm. No. Oh, there's a whole episode. I don't know if it's on, if it was on SportsCenter or whatever. But it's like a whole segment of where Cam go gets his hats. And he put that damn hat maker on the map where tons of people come to that hat maker now to get 
Those hats are ridiculous. It looks like Curious, the, um, the Ranger from Curious George in it. <laughs> but that's what Cam like. Yeah. <laughs> niggas are too much money. <laughs> the problems I wish I had. <laughs> Moving right along, I know we're, we're pushing up against the top, but I just want to give a quick shout out to the Seattle Storm. Yes. For winning the WNBA championship this year. Yes. Over Aja Brewster, I believe her name is, which is the WNBA MVP. I forget who she played for. But was it against the um, Aces? Yes, Las Vegas Aces. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Sue Bird in her 19th season, I believe it was, uh, won a championship again. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's talking about she might play again next year only because she's going to be suiting up for Team USA for the women's Olympic team. So mm. she, she's going to play, and I think next year will probably be her last year. Hmm. So I just want to give a shout-out to the Seattle Storm and winning yet another championship two out of the last three years, I believe. Uh, the Storm, this is their f- um, fourth championship. Um, I think it's like a record time, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, with Houston, probably. Oh, the old Houston. Um, yeah. Like, yeah uh, they, the Cheryl Swoops and all them. Woo! Our squad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I definitely want to give a shout out to them. And I don't know if there's anybody else we want to touch on yet. Yeah, MLB playoffs are going on. ALDS, but I'm sure by next week we'll have some. We'll talk about that in depth uh, with the teams in the, uh, in the American League and the National League Championship Series. So. Oh, real quick, before we get off the NFL, just got to say uh, my heartfelt apologies to um, um, Dwayne Haskins for being moved to number three on the death chart behind Kyle Allen and behind Alex Smith, who's coming back from after two years of a compound fracture of his leg. And you could even get the second back if you got demoted to number three. That is a hard fall from someone who was the first round in the top 10 draft pick. Was he top 10? I think he was 12th. 12th, yeah. But uh, a, a tough fall for a, a first rounder in the top 15 to go from the man to not the man. The team is trash, one. <laughs> when he came in last year, the team was trash then. The team is more trash now, but yet he's the fall guy. Yes, but I understand why, because uh, Ron Rivera didn't draft him. Ron Rivera probably looking at him like, I can't win with this guy. Ron Rivera looks at the landscape of the NFC East and be like, we're all trash. But if I can get my guy, Kai Allen, that I won with in Carolina, that's more familiar with my system, it can get things doing, we can make some noise in a very, very, very bad NFC East. So I can see why he did that because it's like it's there to be had. And right. Dwayne Haskins is not there yet, but I can get Kyle Allen in there and maybe we can uh we can make a push and make some noise. I agree with you. But I feel bad for him though. He's he probably won't be there that much longer. Another Josh Allen? Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins might be another Josh Allen, to be perfectly honest. No, Josh Rosen. Josh, Josh Allen is. Right, right. Josh Allen. Whew. Oh, he killed me right now. Yeah. That's who I wanted. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, fellas, I know we spent a lot of time on the NBA, but I think it was worth it today. Uh, but as we are coming up on time, where can folks find you if they have any questions or concerns? Find me on Twitter, Snapchat, and the gram at J.E. Ross, the number seven. On Main Street, too? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can find me on Art Street. That's where we should be at. Now, um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram, I am Al Qualls. You can find me on East 2nd in the corner of Netherwood pushing some bean pies. <laughs> bean pies. Uh. Well, you can find me on Twitter at CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Well, fellas, it's been great. We might be able to catch a few minutes of this year, uh vice presidential debate. Still on? Yeah, it's still running. Still running. 
Yeah, it, usually it don't stop till like around 25 minutes, 10, 45, 11 o'clock. Right, right. Yeah. So we might, we might be able to catch a few side eyes from Campbell and, uh, and Biden and whatever the hell is for Pence and then the criminal man. Um, with that being said, fellas, you know, stay safe, stay COVID free. I wish everybody out there, uh, you know, nothing but well wishes and this, this, Social distance, wear your mask. You know, we're not, we're so far away from all this being over. Just keep doing what you're doing and we'll make it through. So, good night, farewell, good evening. Get the vote. Yes, please.